Robin Hood, 1973. Robin Hood adapts the oft-told eponymous tale with an animal cast. Robin as a fox that redistributes wealth hoarded by Prince John as he taxes the townspeople for every cent to their name. Robin Hood is true to the tenets of Ritherman's tenure, an irreverent comedy composed of loosely connected scenes and filled with reused animation and designs from other studio pictures. While not subverting the original story to as great of an effect as The Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood remains charming, albeit light, and without a lasting impression. Between Sir Hiss the Snake and Little John the Bear, the studio reuses designs from The Jungle Book, and both films include identical hypnotism visuals from the snake's eyes and Phil Harris's voice as the bears. In the cases of reused animation, they are not as effective as the original instances and ring hollow and cheap in context. While this is not true of all Ritherman Xeroxing, Robin Hood feels more like a shoddy assembly than a film that cleverly takes shortcuts. The film's core conceit lies with just how viciously vampiric the prince is with the townspeople's wealth, but the script itself is too thin to treat this as more than a necessity for Robin Hood to counter. All the enactors of this tax are portrayed as bumbling and easily foiled by Robin Hood's innate skills in archery and trickery, and Prince John is repeatedly seen literally infantilized as he sucks his thumb when stressed out. This includes the crooked sheriff of Nottingham, feared by all in such a way that assumes competence, but he remains simple-minded on screen and is consistently second to Robin Hood. Positioning hoarding elites that drain their constituency of wealth as buffoons is a concept with an incredibly low ceiling, and the labor that is exchanged for money in the first place is also completely absent for the film's 83-minute runtime. In meeting these Disney films where they are, I know better than to legitimately ask for this amount of nuance or exploration from a Ritherman comedy, but the ceiling of the concept creates friction nonetheless. The film opens with an anthropomorphized rooster positing this telling as the true version before the audience sees Robin Hood's first job of the picture, posing as a fortune teller to rob the prince while he is traveling between towns collecting taxes. Robin redistributes these funds to the townspeople only for the sheriff to collect it all again, quickly demonstrating how cyclical these actions are. The other plot of the film is introduced after Robin Hood gifts a bow to a young boy and the child uses it near the castle and meets Maid Marian. Her introduction demonstrates her kindness and clear affinity for Robin Hood, though they have not seen each other in many years. Prince John stages an archery competition as a ploy to draw out Robin Hood, who competes in disguise and wins without much effort. He also runs into Maid Marian, who excitedly sees through his disguise and is to give a kiss to the winner. Their chemistry on screen is the peak of the film's charm, and it unfortunately does not stay as a driving force in the final third of the film. Robin Hood's identity is uncovered, and the fairgrounds explode into action as he and his friends are chased by the prince's men. The action is undercut by a lack of strong cohesion that, in stronger Disney films, is achieved through blocking and composition. Like The Jungle Book, the characters feel flat on top of the backgrounds rather than integrated into the scene with an understanding of space. Robin Hood and his friends escape, including Maid Marian, and celebrate through the night. After this, Prince John raises taxes again until eventually every person in town has been imprisoned due to their inability to pay. After a tragic scene in which Friar Tuck stands up to the sheriff and gets himself arrested, it is up to Robin Hood to save everyone and steal back their money in the same breath. With the help of Little John and some disguises, the people are saved, as the film ends with the rightful king returning and setting things right as Robin Hood is exonerated and marries Maid Marian. While it lacks the composition and consistency of stronger Disney entries, Robin Hood is a light and enjoyable romp with some standout moments and character designs. Much of this era of the studio's output falls to the wayside between some of the most successful runs the studio has in the 50s and 90s, but they are a part of the evolution and overarching story that is told when looking at the timeline in full. Ritherman had a style that connected with box offices when it was needed, and even if creatively and retrospectively it feels like spinning in place, his work is as vital as the other eight old men that soon begin mentoring the new staff that experiment and take the studio new places. 
Next up, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, 1977. Please go to ghostofjoe.com to see all these essays. You can also find a link to this one directly in the show notes of this upload. And there you will find in-text citations and works cited. And share it with anyone who you think cares a lot about Disney animation. You can also find myself on Twitter at ghostofjoe, ghostofjo. The music used in this audio version is from The Skeleton Dance, a Disney Silly Symphony short. Thank you for listening and reading.